What's up, guys? Welcome back to another weekly podcast episode of Scale Writers Podcast. This is episode number 166. I am your host, 65 Lokes. Excited for this episode because we got our guest, Armando Flores, in, well, not in studio, but Podcast Land Studio, longtime veteran guest. You guys heard it. You guys know it. He's been killing it a lot in the model car game right now. Lots of things going on. And I mean, we got to know the secrets, man. You got to tell us, how do you do it? How do you stay busy? How do you come up with all these ideas and projects? So anyway, let's just go right ahead and get things started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hello, Edgar. Hey, what's up, Armando? How you doing? Uh, over here waiting for this phone call. <laughs> right on. Hey, welcome to the podcast, episode number 166. And cheers. Cheers. Let me open my beer. Right on. <laughs> there we, what are you What are you having right now? Eight oh five. Nice. Right on. I have a, a red stripe right now. Oh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> it's been. I a, do have a red stripe in the refrigerator right now. Oh, sweet. Right on. Maybe that one could be next. Yes. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, I wanted to uh, start things off by congratulating you. Um, you got first place in Iceman's uh, tourney, 2022 tourney build-off. Yes, um, it was a fun uh, build, but very stressful for me. I bet. I mean, uh, the car that you did was a 1956 Chevy Nomad, and you named it Teen Angel. Tell us um, some history behind that. How'd you decide how'd you choose that this was going to be the car and what what's what made you want to participate uh i wanted to participate last time but i didn't make it when i called everything was already full so i was like okay i'll wait until the next time and uh, as soon as i saw iceman uh posted i right away like send them a text like okay can i be in the podcast and he goes yeah there's there's an opening so i was like yes i i, I got in but i didn't know what was the what was going to be the uh, theme or the uh, you know there's always like a theme for that so when he mentioned that uh it was going to be 50s i'm like okay i'm more like a 60s 70s guy not 50s and I go, what What am I going to build that it's from the 50s? And uh, I even went to the car model show in uh, Ventura. And uh, I was like, what should I get? And I found this 56 Nomad that I was like, you know, I never built a Nomad before, but I will, you know, I will take my chance and, and see what I can do. And once I got it, my head was just spinning like, okay, what, what should I do? What can I do to it? And uh, uh, it just popped in my mind, like, how about if I do a car inspired by Teen Angel, especially because I read a lot about Teen Angel in the past and him um, owning like 20 nomads in his lifetime uh, and drew them on their on his art pieces i was like okay let me let me search for something close to what i'm thinking and i found this flyer that had a nomad with suicide doors and and it was all with all these accessories and stuff and i'm like okay, you know what i'm gonna do that and uh 
So I start like study, you know, doing my homework. And when you're in competition, you're, you need to do your best. You need to basically uh, do your homework, uh, take your time and, and, uh, and have fun with it. So I started like, let's start with doing the body work. And I start opening the doors, suicide doors, the tailgate, the hood, make the visor to give that gangster or old school look. And that was my focus at the beginning, but I still didn't know like what colors I was going to put or how far I was going to go. But again, when you do your homework and you're looking at the times that you're putting into it, uh, it starts, you know, looking good. And I start thinking, okay, what will teenager will do on a nomad? And I start thinking, okay, let's, let's see. It's going to be a daily driver. So I'm going to have to put like a, like an engine with, with the original uh, colors, original looks. And, uh, and I was thinking like V8 uh, would be like too big. So I started searching for uh, nomads with a, a straight six cylinder. And uh, I found that there are some of them, not, not, not that many, but I wanted to uh, experience a, a straight six cylinder. And uh, what got me inspired, it's uh, Pablo. Pablo, uh, he goes by one-to-one uh, -one scale models or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, he, um, he does this weathering and, and everything. And when I went to the car model show and pick up the Nomad, I saw some of his models and I'm looking at the weather that he does and all the detail that he does. And I'm looking at it like, you know what? I'm going to do something like that for the first time because I always put chrome parts. I always put all these uh, photo edge and stuff. So this time I wanted to do something more original, daily driver, and have it, have it done like if it's an original car, but Walt Prey came in and did a paint job on the car. And when I say Walt Prey is the guy that did Gypsy Rose with the roses. So I still didn't know that I was going to put roses. I was just more like, okay, I'm just going to do an original regular driver car, but with a nice candy. So I started doing the visor and I started doing the top all smooth. And the first thing I did is I, uh, I did all the, all the graphics and that's when it started looking like okay now i think i know what direction i'm gonna go and by doing that and doing my homework i started like okay where can i get the accessories and i start with you know gavin with the wheels of uh supremes and i ordered those and then uh the steering wheel with a chain chain steering wheel the same way beautiful um material right there and then i started like okay uh i wanna get the led color bars so i hit up uh showcase hobbies to see if he has some of the leds uh i already had like a housing from jerry's but i didn't have the leds so um shout out to showcase hobbies for you know hook me up with the led lights and um also like 
I wanted to do the aircraft hydraulics like back in the days where they used to put them in front of that radiator for the front and the ones for the back, they will put it in the back. And I kind of wanted to go that direction also. And then uh, that, that those aircraft hydraulics are 3D printed by Trailer Trash. His name is Rusty. He uh, uh, ordered some of them and he threw a lot of extra parts in there. And shout out to him because, you know, he uh, sent me all these pieces. And of course, Tropical Glitz, you know, the paint. If you see the Nomad, you see different tones of uh, violet and the pinks, but it's almost the same color. I just tone it down and some of them are on white Murano base and some of them are on silver and some of them are with flake. But the color is the same. It's just I didn't spray it that much. So it gives like a two, three different tones of uh, candies, but it's the same candy uh, and that's also from tropical glitz so this car was um, um study very well it started like i started like thinking you know what what are the other accessories that teenager will put on the drawings and stuff and of course supremes rubber uh, rabbit ears antennas side pipes chandeliers color bars spotlights fender skirts I even had a, a Playboy freshener from uh, Detail Junkie. I hit him up and he sent me some photo edge and some extras too. Shout out to him. And um, Crash Velvet was very popular back then. Swivel seats, aircraft hydraulics, and uh, eyelids. Um, so all these uh, accessories is what people used to use back in the 70s. So the style that I put on the 50 Nomad, 56 Nomad was more like a 70s look, but it's a 50s car. Yeah. And, uh, and the, adding the lights and adding the color bar, it, it made the, the Nomad look um, impressive. When you see it in person, it's totally different than, than looking at it on, the, on pictures. Uh, that's why I did some videos so people can see, you know, the work that I put in. And yeah. I wanted to document all that stuff because, you know, there's people out there that, you know, they starts, you know, questioning or whatever. And uh, this proves that, you know, everything was done by me. Everything it was done here in my garage. And... Uh, so when I present it and, and show it, I knew what I have done and I knew how long it took. And I know it was stressful, but uh, eight weeks, it was like too short for me because I normally take a little longer. But um, <laughs> I did it. I did it with the, with, the, with the idea also to present it at a museum later. And we can talk about that, you know, later. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole inspiration of that. And uh, uh, when Gavin saw it in person, when Pablo saw it in person, I mean, these guys, uh, they only saw it on pictures. But when they see it in person, it's totally different. Yeah, they were tripping out. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we I saw you at SoCal Open 
It's I saw you the day in Ventura when you bought the model. Mm-hmm. When you found out, you know, you're going to be participating. And then, you know, by the time we were at SoCal Open, I mean, you you guys couldn't bring any of these models or anything to even, you know, to show them yet because the tournament hadn't even ended yet. But I would say you're probably already like in your final stages around that time yeah. or, or maybe close to done. Uh, so I, you know, I still haven't seen it in person, only in the photos and videos. But even when I see it in uh, photos, there's a lot of things that stand out to me, like when I see it. I know uh, how you were mentioning about like Walt Prey, like the kind of like something that he would do, you know, like his touch on a yes. car like that. Like when you think of Gypsy Rose, and you know, for for most of us that we're lucky that we live in California, we're a, we've been able to see that car presented at like museums, and I mean, other people saw it back then driving, but. When I saw it was on display, you know, like exhibition. And even when you just get close to it and you start to to see the artwork that's on that car, it's it's like a that type of paint job is like on a whole nother level. And it's very, very different from other cars that you see that are, you know, people doing lowriders like their take of a lowrider. And when I when I see the paint job on this, it it reminds me a lot of that. Like just something, uh, I'm trying to find the words. Like if like just something different, like exotic, like something that you're like, what the heck? Like I, you won't really see this all the time. And when I look at the interior, also, it reminds me of um, like with the lights on the inside. Yes, it, it takes me back to like that time when when we were in Japan at the Moon Eye Show. And we were looking uh-huh. at the lawyer cars um, from the guys out in Japan, like the cars from Cholos, like all the all those cars. But the yes, particular cool. one is that one that's like the the Chevy, like the Chevy bomb, um, and it it has like the purple and yellow on it. I don't know if it's yeah. part part of the Pharaohs. I'm not sure, but that car I remember staring inside the interior, and it it just looked very elegant, very nice that like you just want to stare at it it's not even you won't even want to sit in it i mean it looks comfortable but it just looks so nice you just don't want to like mess it up you know and yes and when you look at the interior of the nomad it's it's the same like it, it looks really nice like the swivel seats um just the back everything what was the the name of that it was crushed um Crushed velvet velvet yeah like the way yeah. that that looks like all laid out you know, it's it's just something very, very nice, very elegant, the way yeah. um, you know it, it shows you. on there. And tell us about the accessories because I know there's like a there's an accessory in there. Uh, what is that? Uh, what the accessory of uh, when, it, when you in the one? Nomad? I I don't know if it's like in the in the back. I don't know if it's like a little radio or or what it is. It's just. Oh, it's a small TV. Oh, you know, there you go. Uh-huh. I wanted to put like this little pink TV portable because it has the, the rabbit ear antennas for like a TV. So that will be like what teen angel will think is like, <clears throat> what will make a lady comfortable in the back? And if you have crushed velvet, a TV, and you have your music, and you have your chandeliers, and it, this is like a really sexy area for to be together with a girl in the back. Yeah. And this is the vision of what I wanted to give on that nomad in the back. So when people see it, 
they will see that sexiness or the, uh, you know, a little bit of a growly or like not too macho nomad is, is more like very sexy. And that attracts, you know, ladies and also uh, people when they see something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's just so much like into it. I I would almost it's it's a trip because I would think like, man, this would take months or a lot of like time of planning, right? But it seems like everything just came together, you know, doing your homework and just doing it week by week. You know, how uh, did you ever reach a point? Maybe like let's say in the halfway point or somewhere where you were maybe a little stressed or you felt like, man, what did I sign up for? Like, I don't know if, if I'm going to finish. Did you ever feel like that? Yes, because at the middle of the whole, um, uh, after f- four weeks, I have this, uh, you know, uh, Danny Hidalgo uh, from uh, Chicago. He's uh, He also does, like, he did the film for Jerry's when he was at the Peterson and at the, here in my garage. Yeah, the the documentary video he did. Yeah, so he's doing. He did one on my my documentary here in the garage and in LA. And I had to get my car in running condition and make sure everything's running well. So a lot of stuff happened when I was trying to fix the car because um, I needed to replace the transmission and replace this and that, buy batteries, and it, it was. Um, a little stressful there because I lost almost three, three weeks there. Man, so that's picking. like, that's like two projects right there. You got this yes, one. And, and then on top of that, your real car. Yes. So what I did is I did as much as I could before. And I was doing things between because when I was working on my car, I couldn't work on the car model. But once it got the nighttime where I can't work on my real car, then I will be working on the Nomad. And again, you're doing your homework, you're doing, doing all the, all this preparation and that kind of uh, puts you ahead of the game um, when you do that. And, uh, but that got a little bit of stressful there, but I knew that when I come back, I was going to go like, you know, crash time, like we do, do one thing after another. But thanks to all these uh, detail junkies, showcase hobbies, uh, uh, Gavin, Gavin, and uh, Trailer Trash. I mean, those guys. Uh, I mean, as soon as I hit them up on on stuff that I was gonna put on the wagon, um, they took care of me. They right away. What do you need? And they send it to me. And and uh, they're the ones that uh, actually make it happen because. Um, it went pretty good where, where I needed something, somebody will help me on that. And when I say help me, it's on the pieces that I was looking for for this car. And uh, one of the ones that I was like, oh, I hope I can find it. It was the Playboy Bunny freshener that goes on the winch uh, on the on the rear view mirror. And I knew I saw it on a photo edge and Detail Junkie had it in one of his trees. So he sent me uh, two of them so I can put them in a, uh, on the rear view mirror, because that playboy, it needed to be there. That was like something, it was a must. The visor, it was basically showcase hobby, send me another visor from another model kit, and I just modify it to fit that 
the, the front windshield visor for this nomad because it's not like a, from a kid or anything like that. It's it's basically modified to make it um, longer and uh, and thinner because it's not a big those big visors that cover the whole windshield. It's more like custom, I guess. Mm-hmm, the way it is. When when do you when do you decide like how much is too much like accessories because you know there there's just so many accessories. But then once you start adding them, you kind of reach a limit where you go, all right, this is the look I want. This is like a classy look. I don't want to overdo it and keep putting like too many accessories. When yeah. do you feel is uh, like a point where you need to be like, all right, like this is it right here. I don't need any more accessories. Yeah, I I think it happens on real cars too. Um, the car tells you when you need something and when it doesn't or when it's too much. As soon as you put it, like in the car you already know it's too much or you know you need you needed it or it's it, it's it's uh no like no it's you're not going to put it mm-hmm. so um this one is a little bit based on on a, a drawing that teen angel drew so i knew that he had spotlights he had rubber rubber ears antennas he had like the suicide doors, the swivel seats, the, uh, the pipes, you know, he had all that. So all I had to do is like find the pieces and the model doesn't come with none of that, but it comes with a lot of nice chrome in it. So the chrome of the accessories and the chrome on the model kit, it's uh, it puts everything in place. Yeah, you know what I was thinking right now too. So the Nomad, like that kit that you used, it's from Ravel. I started, yes. I started to think, man, now that you did it, it's like you pretty much just killed it, right? On it, that it's either gonna be one of those models now that everyone's like, oh man, I want to buy it, you know, uh, to build it because I want to, uh-huh. I want to build it badass like that. Or people could be like, damn, like there's nothing I could do now. Or <laughs> like Armando already did everything to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then what? and then no everyone's like no nah, i don't want to buy it because i'm mine's not going to be as good as his well when when uh vision 124 did the replica of the one from dead end uh he was telling me like armando this is a nice kid and then i saw it when he brought it and i'm like man he has a lot of chrome and stuff so comparing to all the 50s nomad the 56 is the one i like more uh, and that's why I choose that one. When I saw it at the at the car model show for sale, sealed, that's when I say I'm gonna buy it. I pay forty bucks for it, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah, that's that's worth it. I mean, that box art too, and everything. And you know, it's a model that's been around. You know, that one was made a long time ago. So yes. it's pretty cool that if you think about it, when that box art, well, when that one came out back then. And then you just, you did it now in the year 2022. It's like you gave that model life, you know? That model has been tucked away in someone's closet or garage or storage for mm-hmm. ma- for so many years. Never, you know, hoping for the day to be open, to be built. And it hasn't. And then finally, you know, you, it's like you blessed it. You got it. You built it. Blessed it. And here it is. And now moving forward with this car you're going to be presenting it at an art exhibition yes 
and this uh, art exhibition that I wanted to, um, you know, get into and also for the listeners to inform them about it, this is going to be uh, the Street Legacy taking place uh, June 25th through August 28th. And um, this will be um, in uh, coordination with like a tribal, right? Yes, tribal is the one that is putting this all together. There's, I believe, over 100 artists. But uh, for um, there will be only my car models there in the center with a pedestal in a, in a plexiglass cover on it. And, uh, and this is going to be at the California Center of Arts Museum in, in Escondido, which is kind of like San Diego area. And it's going to be for three, three, three months, but it's going to be a little different than all the other museums because they're going to have different activities or different uh, uh, things through the whole three months. Like every weekend will be something. It will be maybe music, maybe tacos, maybe uh, artists, uh, skateboards, uh, or it's going to be different things. And But the best one, I think, is going to be at the grand opening, which is open for the public. Yes. And it's in June, June 25th is when when um, when it's going to be like the grand opening. Going when, down. Like, that's when all the photographers are going to be there. The artists are going to be there and uh, reporters and all that stuff. So that's when I'm going to present. And, and what I have in mind is uh, I've been talking with David DeVaca and also the lady in charge of that. And you have to go through uh, filling up uh, forms and, you know, getting the, uh, the pedestal dimensions and all that stuff. So my intention is to put in one of them the nomad inspired by Teen Angel with a letter and some picture of Teen Angel's nomad. And, and it will be a nice story, really nice next to it, on Crash Velvet White. And on the other one is going to be the three gypsy roses. It's going to be called the three roses. But the three gypsy roses is because a lot of people don't know that there, there were three gypsy roses. And I'm making the very first one where it was a 1963 and it didn't have roses, but it had the name Gypsy Rose on the rear window. And that was built in 1969. It was born in 1969. And then um, the other Gypsy Rose is the 63 with roses. And that one was born in, in 1970. So that's a car that people seen pictures of it and that one is coming like i'm looking at it right now and i have all the square lights in the back it has the craigers and it has the black interior swivel seats donut donut antenna and all of these three cars in one time had a imperials plaque so searching for imperials photo edge plaques it was also a mission because they don't make that no more. So thanks to Juan, he gave me one. And uh, Travis Malone, he gave me another one. I went to his house this last weekend. And he had a model from the from like 30 years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a Cadillac with a, with a plaque Imperials. And he popped that plaque. And he was here, Armando. <laughs> he gave it to me. So uh, That's tight. 
So um, those three gypsy roses will have the imperial's plaque because in one time, all of those three roses have the imperial's plaque in the back. And on the first two, they didn't have the plaque like hanging through the on the top of the window. They had it more from the package straight up. So, and so it, it's going to have all these little details that people don't know. And this will be a little bit more educational for, for, for reading uh, the true story about the three roses. And that's going to be there with the lights on, with really nice presentation. So um, I'm excited on this presentation because uh, Tribal always does very good, um, you know, shows and and a presentation. So this one, I think, is going to be a big one. And uh, here's where I wanna I wanna put the car models in another level where people will appreciate it as an art piece. And I always say that. And I uh, I I'm so inspired by all this um, Chicano culture that we have. And this is kind of where my focus is now on. If I'm gonna do a piece, I wanna make that piece look impressive and it looks very well done so Chicanos can feel proud of what we do. And this is uh, something that I get the satisfaction all the time when I see the pieces out there that I'm representing everybody in the in the in the Carmado community that we, we are all artists. We yeah. all do the same thing. We have the same passion. We speak the same language and we think alike. And most of the time when you do a podcast and you, you like, for example, David from Spain, as soon as I heard his story and I seen him on, on videos and I've seen him in Instagram, I give him a phone call and I kind of introduce myself and I gain another friend there. Or um, uh, the one from Australia, um, you just did also on Casey. Yeah. And I give him a call, and it's three o'clock in the morning over there, but he still answers the phone. <laughs> That's but, right. but through your podcast is where I get to hear stories that I'm, I'm, I mean, I get impressed, and I feel like you know what? Let me let me call these people. Let me introduce. Let me let me uh, uh, say thank you for being on the podcast because I learn more through the podcast than pictures on Instagram or comments. All right, on and, man, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. I, I'm happy to hear that. Yes, uh, yeah, it's, it's an inspiration right there. Yeah, you know, going to what you said about you know about representing you know the. Chicano culture, but also you had mentioned like the model car community and that's how I feel. I, I feel like, you know, even like seeing this, like the flyer, you know, for the event, um, you know, your, your name is up there along with a lot of other artists. And I mean, these yes. artists, it ranges everywhere from like tattoo artists, artists that do like graffiti, that do a skateboard artwork, that are skaters, like everything, every type of art that has a connection, a friendship with tribal is going to be there. And this isn't just anybody. These are like 
like people whose names are out there like serious not like it's really hard to just get into a show like this and for you to have this opportunity of being there representing you know the model car community you know and bringing models because you're going to be the only one bringing the model cars you know that that means a lot and i feel like for anybody who attends it's going to be there and they get to see that model you know that's a model builder they should feel proud and happy you know for you because it's it's like you're doing that but you're also like uplifting everybody else on top of that you know and, and i'm and i'm enjoying it yeah and on top of that too there's that but you know it, it's a trip because i know you know from from talking with you a while back with the presentations right the it went from like model building to doing competitions learning along the way and then to a point where you start exhibiting presentations of models and then collaborations exhibitions with other modelers like now you're like i want to bring more people to the forefront and bring them into this and now you know you're you're in that mode where you want to now like educate more you know what you were saying about the gypsy roses like three roses and all those like little details that you want to add to each car you know you're going based on the the facts of what was going on back then you know and and that's great we do need you know people like you to be doing that because like people want to learn and and people want to know these stories and know you know what was going on back then because we weren't there at that time when all this was going down and you know, it, it only takes a, a, a certain person to be able to tell you these kind of stories and to pre but present it as well. So it's going to be like, you know, super cool for someone to be able to see those things there. And it also it's another way of uh, like having conversation as well, you know, with other people that are will be there at that show. Yes. And I have gained so many people through the hobby. Uh, and not just car modelers. I mean, I got that respect from people that you never thought you were going to, um, you know, be friends and, and, and respect you that, just through the car models. And uh, this is, uh, when I say, you know, uh, I'm having fun, it's because, you know, when you're building and everybody will understand what I what I'm trying to say if you're a car modeler, when you're touching a piece of plastic and you're and you're doing fabrication in your car models, it's the best time ever for you. It's the moment that it's yours, the moment that you feel so relaxed and so passionate about it that uh, you cannot, no one can take that away from you. You're right there in your own zone and it's like you're in heaven because you are creating something and when you done or when you present something, it, that's your message. That's what you created with your own hands. And I know a lot of modelers, they feel so proud when they put that piece on the table. No, you're right. I agree. You know, lately, like before the podcast, like within these days, I started to um, have some time to work on the models. And, yeah. you know, I, I've had I have had time prior weeks to it but it's just that that energy the levels of the energy to do it weren't really there just because you know there's so much going on with family and then 
you know, trying to run a business and also work like a day job. So at the end of the day, it's like, like you get burned out. But then it was like when I when I was talking to David on the podcast on the last episode, you know, I under I understood it like what he said, you know, as far as like right now at this moment, like he wants to build so bad, but he can't because he, you know, he also feels like tired at some point at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Because he also has a new a newborn baby, and um, you know so, something about that it it like inspired me to like go back and um, and like refresh my mind to to uh, work again, you know, to get back into the modeling thing. And I started, and it was one of those things where I mean I I'm inspired all the time from seeing everybody building, but at the same time I was like, man, you know what? Let me. Um, let me continue working on, on these cars because I, I said that I was going to do it. And at the same time, you know, David motivated me to do this. And, and, and I'm thinking like, I wonder if maybe, you know, hopefully this build I'm doing is motivating some other people, which mm-hmm. kind which it kind of bounces back and it connects like we're all connected, you know, like in the dots where like we see you doing something and then people get inspired, you know? And then we see someone else doing something and then we get inspired. Like, it's like, it's kind of crazy how that is, but it, it is. but it gave me like that energy. And then as soon as I started to uh, like sit down and then just pull things out and, and, you know, start working, it's, you're right. You know, it's, it's like you're, you're there and you're, you're having the, like fun and you kind of just disconnect from everything else. And your focus is on what it's, what's in front of you. Yes. And it, it- and one of the one of the things that I was starting to be a little hesitant was on the carbon fiber. Like I was having fun with it in the beginning, but then it got a little frustrating at some point. So I had mm-hmm. to like take a break from it. And during this whole break, you know, I, I kept thinking about it. That's the only thing that's holding me back. That's the only thing. But as soon as I jumped right back in, it went it went by so smooth, and I finished it quick that I was like damn like that was the only thing that was holding me back and already like finished it it's done you know what's what's next like everything else just gets easier from there like that was the i felt like the hardest part i guess and mm-hmm. it just i i felt like a relief you know getting uh through that but i learned you know i, I learned some things like from it and um and i remember um you know on instagram uh, he goes by AE Rev. He does like the full body carbon fiber on the cars, like with the water slide yes. decals. Yes. You know, he he gave me some insight. He he told me, you know, like what to do when when you got these really like complicated curvy pieces with all kinds of like layers of stuff that you need to do. Yes. And he 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 told me what to do and he broke it down. He took his time to make these little videos and he just messaged me um and those helped out a lot. But he also told me, look, take your time, but there's gonna be a point where you're gonna get into this like mode where you're just you're just busting out and, and there's no stopping, you know? And mm-hmm. and that's how I felt I when I was doing it. It's almost like when like a when you you know when you start running and you struggle in the beginning, but then once you get used to running and, and you got a momentum, like you like you can't stop and you almost you're kind of addicted to running. And you just keep you just keep going and going, and that's how I kind of felt at that point. But thanks to him, I got to finish. You know, with with the information that he gave me, I got to yes. finish all that right there. And I mean, right now, like I feel like 
super happy, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm building the cars, you know, I'm, I'm getting a kick out of seeing all you guys do your thing. And then at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm working with or getting in like products and things that I like, and then, you know, just shipping that stuff out like that. Yeah. One thing is that <clears throat> don't put yourself the pressure that you need to do stuff. I mean, I, there's days that you cannot do anything. And once you learn how to control that, because, you know, this is kind of like an addiction. You can be there. You can be almost like every day wanted to build models. But if you learn how to say no <laughs> to some certain days, and then sometimes, like, for example, when you express the carbon fiber, um, sometimes you know that that piece that needed carbon fiber, uh, realistic, you might need two hours. But you want to do it in 10 minutes? It's not going to work. It's yeah, not going to no. work. And then you you think like, oh, let me stretch it to 30 minutes. No, you need those two hours to actually do it. But you don't have the time. So when you are so relaxed that you don't even think about the time and you're just going to do it until it's done, that's when it works. That's when it comes in and, and it's done. I have to learn that for all these years that I've been doing models that I have to, when I don't have, the, when I'm not in the mood, might as well don't touch it because you're not, you're not going to do it with fun. But when you are already done with all your chores that, that you're doing in the house or at work or whatever, and now you got the time, that's when you know you're going to enjoy it more because nothing is in, um, in front of it that you have to stop and then continue later. Yeah. I, I think for me now, when I look back is, uh, I always, uh, I, I remember like times of building together, like those times that, uh, would, I would come over and we'd build with like Juan and like Ivan, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh -huh. and I mean, those were, those were fun times, but it also was something that I felt like it helped you like get over the wall, you know, like climb over <laughs> the wall because, uh -huh. I know, it, you know, with with lowrider cars, I feel like everything's like custom. Everything's customization, right? There's body body modifications. There's the stance. How low do you want the car? You know, how are we going to make this fit? How are we going to make this work? Oh, we got to do scratch building here. Um, you want to create the, uh, you know, like the, the rear... Like the tub, like where you put all the hydraulics, all that stuff, like everything's like scratch built. You know, if, if you if you want to make a model to be different and stand out. And then the, yeah. the paint jobs as well, like, you know, back masking, taping patterns, all this stuff. Everything's pretty much hours and hours of custom. But it's always nice when, you know, you get together and you build together. And if, and if you're in, a, in an area where you're kind of stuck or you kind of don't know like what but since you're building with everybody else i feel like that helps you get over that wall where maybe someone has a suggestion or mm -hmm. or you just feel like that you're like oh well we're all here it's might as well like let me let me knock this out let me get this going already because back at home when i'm by myself i'm a little like hesitant to even do it yes but now that i'm here you know, it, this is going to be cool because I'm talking, you know, the like the vibes are good and everything like that. And um, 
you know, especially I, I remember a lot when I had the, uh, well, I still have it, but the, the Cadillac, the pink Cadillac. Yeah. I remember yes. like, like there was some parts where I was like wrapping my head, like being at home and scratching my head and being like, dang, how am I going to do? Oh, wait, wait. I think I got it. But then it wasn't until like, you know, coming over and I'll be like, all right, cool, cool. I get it now. That's exactly what I was visioning, I visioning in my head. Like uh, when you were describing the, the process of doing a lowrider, that car is the first one that I was seeing in my head. You expressing on what you went through in that car. Um, Victoria's Secret, that's the name of the car. Yes, yeah. But yeah, but look at uh, that car is like untouchable. I mean, that car came out like if they do that car on a real car, it would be like a big uh, impact in the lowrider community. Damn, thanks. You, you know what I was going to tell you? Remember one time you told me about the, the, the pink or on it? Yeah. I, I have the car on this in the room, like on display, and I don't, it's weird. Like whenever I have the light on, or even if the light's kind of off, or the sun's coming in, or whatever, no mm-hmm. matter what point in time in that room, out of all my models, that's the only one that like it glows somehow. That's the one that, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, and I remember you telling me that a long time ago. You're saying like something about that pink, like it pops, like, and when I. Uh, when I look at all the other, like I, because it's together with the other cars on the little, in, mm-hmm. inside the little display cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, damn, like this one, like it glows. Like now I understand what he was telling me. But at that, I think at the time I probably couldn't really see it. I was just like, oh yeah, it's like a pink with like pearl on it. <laughs> yeah. But now but, I'm starting to see it more, you know? Yeah. Do you remember how many passes of pink you throw on that car? You know, I don't. I just remember uh, I I have the photos that I took, mm-hmm. you know, from the the primer, the base coat, and and when it was white and the pearl, and then just hitting it with like the pink and everything. Yeah. Um, and I still remember like that like that process during that time, you know. Yes. You, when I used to see you, like every, you know, every meeting or every time you would bring it, I, I see that the the stress that you were going through to just uh, uh, get to that level because you wanna get to that level, and um, there were people telling me like, ah, you paint that car, oh you, no no, I didn't paint that car, I didn't do anything on that car. You're the one that came in every time with something different on the car and all I can give you is guidance and get it done. But yeah, that, that car was very, very nice. Even on the presentation, it looked really nice. No, thanks. I, I, I really like that car. Like I, I know what you mean, you know, about the stress. Cause I remember, yeah, feeling like super stressed, but, but it was, you know, looking back, you know, I, I'm happy that I went through it because uh-huh. It also, it made me kind of feel like to relate to like the things I hear about you guys, what you guys did back in the day, you know, getting ready for a competition. And even, um, I still remember like, like David Anthony Garcia talking on the podcast saying like staying up late at night, like, like feeling a little stressed and then showing up, being there and like feeling really tired because... (laughs) Because you're getting everything ready. And I still remember for, you know, for the presentation that you were doing, you know, 
like staying like those last maybe like the last two nights you know mm-hmm. that it needed to be done and i was like all right cool i just need to do this one last thing and then and then something you know would happen like some little piece would fall and i'm like ah oh, you know what's what's going on and i remember during that time too one of my friends had asked me to dj an event that he was doing and yeah and I remember, you know, I didn't want to let him down. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it too. But I, but then I regretted like, oh, I shouldn't have told him that, you know, because my, mm-hmm. my mind, my head wasn't all there for that. You know, I just kept thinking about the car and I remember telling him, Hey, I'm going to show up. What time am I playing? All right. I'm going to play, but Hey dude, I got, I got to go, you know, when I'm done, I can't like hang out. I'm sorry. And he was like, no, it's cool. You know, if you got to go, you got to go. But I felt so I felt so bad, but you know, even when I was just playing, I wasn't really even like having fun like playing. I just kept thinking about the car. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was just I was just like, all right, cool, 30 minutes set. Let me play this song, this song. All right, how many? Oh damn, 15 more minutes left. Like I just wanted to get home and work on it. And yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like when I start to think about all those things, but I, I feel like it was worth it. You know, I learned a lot yeah. during that, that period of time. Yeah. Cause right now um, by doing that car, you can talk about if somebody wants to, you know, drop a car, like the lowest they can go body drop or doing modifications and doing a paint job. You, you touch that car and you know all the process already. So you can't say something that you haven't done. You already done it. So now you know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, but that was that was a fun one. But you know, I uh you know, going back to like the building with people, I feel that it's very important to do something like that, you know, to be able to even if it's just one friend or two or whatever, whatever, like, you know, it doesn't really matter how many people, you know, it's more if as long as, you know, even if it's one person, it's cool to be able to get together, hang out, bring your stuff and and work together. And um, even even if, you know, both people are working on individual projects, like it's yeah, it's cool, but it's cool to see the uh, the process during that time. Yeah. yeah. Juana Mezcua. You know, he keeps coming over here and he's almost here every weekend and we always work in. He might be working on a hot wheel and I'd be working on a on a model, but he, it's just a matter of just hanging out. And sometimes he needs paint. Sometimes I need something from him. So we always have been helping each other. And and, and we also find excuse to go and eat something. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's always the best part at the very end, because time flies and, you know, you get hungry <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And yes, and you're like, man, I want to eat. Let me let me mention the uh, the address to the uh, where the exhibit art exhibition is going to be taking place. So, Street Legacy. This is um, going to be taking place at 340 North Escondido Boulevard in Escondido, California, and um, it's going to be car show on the on the opening event date June 25th. And yeah, I, I understand, man. Opening nights are always the best, like when they yeah. do, because that's it's like a celebration of that day. Yeah. It's a, it's almost like it's someone's birthday, you know. It's a celebration of this event, this exhibition that's going down with everybody. And like you said, 
you know, everybody will be there, you know, cameras, everything, you know, document, especially now everybody's like recording everything, you know, and posting it up. Yes. So you, you definitely, it's going to be fun. And even, even after that night, I mean, the exhibition we're gonna, is going to run all the way to August 28th. Um, it's just, you know, I feel like, you know, it might be a little toned down because, you know, the main night's like the party night. But like you said, it's awesome that they're going to keep keeping it entertainment still, like on other days. On uh, other days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a cool thing right there. Um, Escondido, what would you say? Is that like a two-hour drive or two and a half from here, from like L.A. area? Well, with no traffic, in two hours, you're already there. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to um I'm going to have to plan a family trip. I would really love to take my girl and the baby there to see this, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Now she's she's almost, you know, in August she'll be 2, but she's getting to this point where, you know, she likes functions, she likes being around. You know, she's always liked being around people. She's a very people person, mm -hmm. but I think it would be really cool her at her age to start exposing her to all the art and the scenes and the things that I'm into, you know, um, mm -hmm. because then later, you know, she'll start to put the pieces together as she gets older and she'll be like, wow, I was there at that event, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so it's moments. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. And, um, the, the next uh, thing I wanted to ask you and bring up is how, uh, how was it, you know, having, uh, Joe Ray, lowrider magazine feature of your studio space interview with you and just you showcasing your models your your one-on-one scale 65 impala the city of angels like how was that experience because dude that's you know they do a lot of features with uh you know car owners and everything but i thought this was a special one because it had to do with model cars Yes, um, Joe Ray, you know, he's the editor of Lowrider Magazine, or now it's Joe Ray, the Lowrider Car Garage, um, or Lowrider Garage. And uh, we've been talking about, you know, doing this uh, interview for, for a long time. It's just that it hasn't, it wasn't happening yet. But when... Um, uh, then Hidalgo came in and do the filming. Uh, we do a part of the filming to to uh, interview Joe Ray in regards to lifestyle and stuff like that. So when that happened and and uh, Joe Ray and I talked, he was asking me like, "So is your garage ready?" And I go, "Yeah, it's it's ready." And at uh, uh, that time, I already had it like ready. So he says, "Why don't we do it?" You know. That, that Wednesday before that Friday that he got lunch, I mean, lunch into the, into YouTube. And um, I go, yeah. And I took his word for it. And he came, he came in and he did it with the regular uh, iPhone and then edited it. And by Friday, it was already on, on, on the, uh, on YouTube. I mean, right now it has like 28 K views. Uh, there's a lot of people texting me or calling me or sending me a message that they saw the video, that it was super cool and stuff. So um, I've been getting a lot of response through that. And um, also through that Teen Angel um, 
build up because uh, it's I put it on the uh, on my page and I've been getting a lot of stuff through that also. But going back to the Lowrider car garage, even Joe Ray was impressed when he saw that many cars. He never he when he came in the last time I probably had like fifty, but now he saw like a hundred. How I make a hundred, I don't know, but. <laughs> We count them, and there is it's about a hundred model cars in here. Yeah, and, uh, everything changed, you know. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I really don't count how many cars I make, or but I don't stop. So um, he came in and he saw my all my drawers with all the wheels and all that all that stuff that I have. He goes, you have a hobby store right here in your garage. <laughs> I go, I go. that's what I want to have. I want to have everything I need here because mm. I hate to be in the middle of a project and then, you know, have to go to the hobby store to buy something to finish it. So when, um, when people come in, um, I have everything in here. So there's no need to go to a hobby store because it's right here. And that's my intention to have everything in here. And it's nice because uh, you have different options like wheels or interior colors or paint colors. All my colors, I mix them in here. And you end up giving me a whole bunch of tropical glitz and house of color paint, paints in here. Now I got way more colors in here. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Man. It it, yeah, it, I I liked what I saw. You know, I mean, your your studio. I, I want to call it. It's a studio, dude. It's not. You know, I know you. You know, you have your your car, and people could say, "Oh, it's a car." Nah, it's it's a studio. The way you have it set up with your lights, um, you know, the AC, the display with the cases, like just uh-huh. the layout, even the uh, the prints and everything you have on the walls. You know. All this, it's like memorabilia that's very rare and hard to find, too. It's not just any regular poster. It's a it's a piece that has a lot of meaning behind it, you know? And, yes. And it's also, you know, like art pieces, things you brought from Japan, you know, things yes. from famous photographers and, and, you know, people around here in Southern California as well that you have up there. And, um, I mean... You know, it's everything from you're looking at the model cars. You could spend hours staring at them. And then you have photos also. And then there's plaques and things, you know, with it's all just history pieces right there in in your studio. But at the same time, you have the space where you can work on your models, work on your projects and you know, like you said, have everything at an, at an arm's reach, have everything there. That way, you know, you don't want to, if you run into a problem, you're like, oh, it's right here in the drawer. This is what I needed, you know? And, and it just keeps that workflow like really cool. But I liked how the video for those that are listening, if you have not seen it, I mean, it's on YouTube, you know, you could just look up Lowrider magazine or Lowrider garage, but type in Armando Flores it's like a 45 minute video and I mean, it, it showcases his models, you know, even go into about the lathe, you know, there's the airbrush. There's so many different things that are in there. It wasn't like something that was like a 15 minute video, like all rushed or whatever, you know, like this was, this was pretty cool that the, the way it was put together. 
and yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean it, it, and yeah, I mean I, I feel like you know those. That's the way it's supposed to be done, you know, like talking and expressing, you know, because you you have a story to tell, you know, and I know that that channel, you know, there's a lot of people following that channel, a lot of different, you know, viewers, you know, you're hitting another community right there. That it's good, you know, and it's the same, like going back to like representing the model car community, representing everybody that knows you, that we're all, like connected with you. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, there, you've been active, you've been like keeping busy, you know, I want, I want to congratulate you on that, you know, for, for always like staying relevant, always like not stopping at all, you know, and yeah. I think a lot of people can say that, you know, about you that you've from back then to now, I don't know how you do it. You know, I, I know for sure it's in your blood, you know? But it's it's crazy, like so many years. But even then, it's like I feel like you keep pushing it to another level, to another level, and to another level. Yeah, I keep learning. I mean, even though I've been doing it for you know almost thirty years or plus, and uh, but I'm still learning. Like in this nomad, um, something that 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 I never done. <clears throat> it was the black wash on the grill. I end up using this water water-based paint or just a water paint it's it's dark it's like a dark black or brown and i just spray it with with uh, water paint and and with my finger i just rub it and the grill look like super clean and i never knew that so now i need to go back to all my old models and black wash all the grills if you Look at my old models. Any models that I post doesn't have the black wash on the on the grills. So now it's like with water-based paint, you can just throw Windex, wash it, and it's clean, and you don't you don't ruin your chrome. So that I learned, you know, a few months ago. Man, and if, that's even cool. though I've been doing it for thirty years, mm -hmm. I'm still learning uh, different uh, techniques. What a trip. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, to know because um yeah, it's like you you never start stop learning, but it's also, you know, since you've been doing it a long time, you know, for us we feel like like oh, Armando should already know, you know, he knows it, but it's cool that and it's cool that you're saying that because I feel like not a lot of people would say that, you know. Yeah. And um okay. and it's cool because you know, you're, you know, I know if somebody asks you a question, you know, how do you do this or how do you get around this? You know, you'll have the answer if, if, you know, you've done it and stuff like that, like you're not going to hold back and be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like you're going to find the, you're going to help to find that answer. Yeah. Because what happens is that that those people will remember when you, when you tell them something and they, some people don't want to share that and they want to keep it for themselves and i'm not that person i mean i do it to everybody if I, they need a question i, I if and if i know the answer I'll, I'll give it to them i don't keep secrets or anything like that and like um well you know that on so-called open 
you when we after the the show i invite a few people to come over to the house so they can see the garage and they can see the nomad and just hang out and have a beer well you know david de vaca ended up showing up gavin pablo and pablo's son came in travis malone ivan juan rudy muñoz he they're all they're all were, were here like you know we were drinking and uh we were having a blast pablo was asking so many questions but i give him probably all the all the answers that he wanted it and and you know like and i do that to everybody if somebody asks a question and if i know i'm i'm just gonna give it to them yeah that's right yeah you know um i it's it's a crazy like i still remember you know stepping in like meeting everybody in the very beginning you know back in like 2017 you know like living living in oxnard and not really knowing you know growing up and seeing the magazines and not really knowing what's out there in the world with you know and as far as like a model community yes just seeing like what I'm seeing in the magazine, seeing, you know, Local 64, your cars that you were building, and then seeing other people's, you know, cars. And I didn't have every issue. I only had certain issues, you know, of of the magazine. But then I didn't know what else was out there. And I didn't know what was going to happen in the future, like what lies ahead. And, you know, at some point, finding myself back into modeling, and then later, you know, like, connecting with like Rudy Munoz, you know, which is like, it's, it's crazy. Like the way I connected with him, you know, because I had already met him prior, nothing to do with modeling, you know? Uh And, um, and, and it's just like when, when we like connected, you know, we were like, Oh man, we have something in common model building, you know? And, and then he was the one who was like, like, you know, I go to these shows or I know about these guys out in, like, Southern California, like, L.A. area. And, you know, once he introduced me to, like, exposed me to, like, these shows and, and like, the model car shows. And then, you know, going to, like, the, the Whittier Boulevard presentation you did, you know, things like that was kind of crazy. Like, I was like, oh, man, you know. And, you know. Like year, like a year later, it, it was, it, or even within that year, it was like, oh man, I'm, I'm meeting everybody. I'm knowing all these people now. And, you know, time passes, you grow these relationships and whatnot. And, you know, being new to it, you start to like, you know, kind of know like the cliques or who hangs out with who, maybe some politics involved, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't know what, what, what the hell, what the heck's going on. Things from the past, things, you know, now. But then I feel like now that we're in like the year 2022, so many things have changed, you know. Um, And I I just feel like now more than ever, uh, people are like way more connected, way more than ever, you know. Yes. Um, I know there's model car communities on Facebook, on YouTube, and then we have ours on, you know, most of us are on Instagram, you know, and, but I feel like everybody respects each other and everybody shows love to each other, you know, like on the, like we're all like on the same level, you know, 
of, of, of treating each other like cool and, and also like rooting for each other. I feel like with anything now, it's more like people are, are showing more love, giving props and motivating each other to, we want to see, we want to see each other succeed. You know, we want to see each other like get that model done and built and, or we're looking forward to seeing the final project. And, you know, like there's some people that we never like we see at shows sometimes and we never get to talk and we just see their their posts, you know, mm -hmm. and and a year goes by and you're like, man, I, I still haven't connected with him or I don't, you know, you know, and then another year could go by or you might think, oh, maybe he don't like me or something, you know, or maybe he thinks I don't like him, you know, because we haven't talked yet. The, the opportunity or I might be too shy to say anything, you know. And then yes. finally, you talk and you hit it off and you go, what the hell? Like, why was I wasting all this time? Like, this person's like freaking cool. He's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, you know, you made another friend. And um, and then you start to think like, man, there's like, we're a community where we're all spread out. But like, if we all lived like in the same town, it would be a lot of us, you know? Oh, yeah. But but since we're all spread out, it almost kind of sometimes feels like like there's not a lot of us, you know. And and I'm talking about like sometimes there's friends that will tell me I'm the only modeler in my area that I know, mm -hmm. or I have a friend and he lives like an hour away or something, and it's like that's hard, you know. I go, dang, that's like tough. Um, but I feel like those model shows are the the meeting ground. That's where we get all together. You know, and, and we hang out. Um, now it's a little different for me because I'm vending, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember telling my friend, like Randall, who helps me, you know, vend. And I told him, like, this is cool. Like, I like it, but I don't know if this is really what I want to do. Like, vending, vending all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool, but... Because, yeah, you sell stuff and you do sales and everything, you know? And, and you bring awareness to the brand, but... I feel like something has to change in the future where maybe I get more help and, and now I have to, I could step away from that in the, in the show and, and be like re going back to the, to the origins of like recording video, you know, um, yes. photos, you know, there's people that are even there at the show. I want to ask some questions and record them. You know, there's all these things and it gets hard, you know, trying to be like, Oh, I want to do it all by myself or on my mm -hmm. own. Like you just can't. You know, and, um, but it, it, it's like, I, I really like those connections, you know, uh, um, it, it's cool to see everybody interacting, you know, like, like how you, you know, you, you brought up Pablo in the beginning of the show saying how he inspired you with his weathering and everything, you know, and I mean, having that episode with him, like that, sh that podcast we did together, you know, we we would see each other at shows and we would say what's up you know but we really mm -hmm. never had that chance to really like talk you know but right. that but that episode it was very like like it was crazy like we had a lot of things in common and we connected and i almost like at the end i felt like i knew him like i like if i had already known him you know yes and, and no, yeah, like us, uh, like us, uh, as, a, as a car model builders, a lot of us uh, are shy, you know, because we are we are in 
our own world, right? So we sometimes we don't want to, we're not very social. And uh, Pablo mentioned that, like, you know, he wants to take pictures with other modelers and be more social in the in the future. And I understood exactly what he was saying because, uh, I mean, I gained so many friends through the model community. But, um, the uh, yeah, I, w- I was very shy. And now I always try to approach people. That's why I call them after your podcast to congratulate them and, you know, and also introduce so that welcome to that community that, you know, we love so much. And, uh, but yeah, you can have, there's always a thousand pluses, but there's one or two that it's a hater that will talk, that will say something, or that will like, oh, really? And those are the ones that you wanna just put aside and continue doing what you love to do. Because if you, if you <clears throat> focus on that, then um, it, it, it kills your hobby. Then you're not doing it, you know, with happiness or enjoying it. But those other people that are positive and they're basically uh, good friends, good relationships, those are the ones that are keeping you going. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I the, the, like the mention of the hater, I can relate that with uh like answering phone calls you know because <laughs> it's it's a trip where you know I, I answer calls like every day and well through, during the week and there's and there's always like a call where you know it, it's either a customer i've already talked to so i already like know them and we're and everything's cool or someone mm-hmm. who's new who needs help who doesn't know like what's going on and and it's cool because i can guide them help them and you know we process, we get through it and it, and everything goes smooth. But then once in a while, you'll get a call where, you know, things like the, the person could just come off super rude and complicate everything. You know, it, it's like, it's almost like they just make, they, they're just calling just to see what they could get out of you to get you like mad or whatever, you know, to uh-huh. like ruin the day. And, and you know it's one of those things where in the past it would it would they would win you know it would happen, they would ruin my day. And now it's like, right away I detect it, and I'm like, you know, I listen and I just listen. But at the end I go, nah, like you know, like there ain't nothing that's gonna happen right here. You know, it's not gonna go beyond this, or it's not gonna get to me anymore. You know, I've already experienced it. It's done. Whatever, and you move forward, and you know the call's done, and that's it. And then the next person calls and it's like, everything's cool again. Mm-hmm. And then the day goes smooth. And I, and I would tell myself, man, imagine if, if I would just kind of keep that, that, that experience with me throughout the day. And I, mm-hmm. I would just, you know, it would like, I take it out on everybody else or whatever, you know, it's, it's not good. So f- from that, you know, it, I could relate it. You know how you were saying, you know, and it's always gonna happen, no matter what, you know. And in in any any industry, I remember one of my friends was saying, like, we were talking about like carpenters who do like tables or whatever. And and I, my friend was like, "Do you think there's like a community that for that?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, there's a community. There's probably conventions. There's probably everything for that right now." Uh-huh. 
And on top of that, there's probably haters for that too. You know, <laughs> someone yeah. who, who hates like, oh, look, he put the nails wrong or he used this uh-huh. or that. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's eventually going to happen, but you know, at the end of the day, it's how you take it. You know, you could either just grain of salt, whatever, you know, and you move forward and you keep, at least, you know, you know what, no matter what I got, like a core friends or community that, you know, they're not like that. They're, they're super Mm -hmm. chill. And, um, they're more, they're more worried about having the time to build than anything else, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's very important. And, you know, in your, um, in your space, you've had a lot of people come over, you know, from time and sign you, you have a, that display in those, those areas where you have people do their autograph signature. Yeah. And I mean, one of, one of them that I thought was a special one that you had posted was Manny tropical glitz. He came all yep. the way from Florida. Dude, how cool yes. how cool is that that he came out and then he, you know, he was there. That is super cool and I have videos of uh what all the stuff that we did here, but he's going to he's going to put a video on YouTube um that he record and it's really nice because Mr. Glitz was in in the house. It was over here. And yeah. that's character that he does, you know, with mm-hmm. that, with uh, Mr. Glitz. So that looks pretty good what he did. And uh, I think it's going to look impressive in YouTube. But uh, yeah, on top of that, there's a over like over probably what, 50, 60 artists that, that have come to my garage and signed in here. Gary so, Seeds, another, Gary another uh-huh. artist. You, you name it. Every, there's a there's a lot of room for more so um <laughs> yeah uh, this is... i start doing that kind of like too late when already like um next movie from japan was here and i i wasn't doing it and i should have done it mm-hmm. but there's other people that came in before that but they didn't sign it because um i wasn't doing that yeah but now that i'm now that i'm doing it it's like uh, i can tell that they want to sign that yeah um uh, that case and it's becoming a very very uh special case in there that's cool you could well you have an opportunity in the future to invite him and be like hey now you have more of a reason to be here so you can sign it yes and then and then tell him to tell triste loca to come through and sign it (laughs) put a put a a placaso right there and (laughs) yeah that would be that'd be pretty tight yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty cool that you're doing that, you know, getting all the signatures. As long as they don't use, like, a really thick, fat, like, marker to take up all the space, you know. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, it's, it, it looks it looks nice, nice. It looks presentable. And then on the uh, cabinets, I end up buying two more of those cabinets with drawers, and I end up putting them, in, putting them on the middle. So now the whole wall is full of those thin cabinets. So now I can store more wheels, more tooling, and more uh, skill rider parts. <laughs> yeah. Dan, G- Gavin's going to start shipping boxes over there. Here, just keep storage space right here. Well, I have half of his store in here because <laughs> it's uh, I've been buying it since day one, and he knows that. Yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, how, how, there's a lot of projects. 
Yeah, when you reflect back to, you know, when, like, 90s, right? Like, everyone's mm -hmm. looking at magazines, they're looking at the wheels, you're making your wheels, some people are using, like, little O-rings on the, for the tire for their wheels and all that. When you, when you look at all that history from back then, and, and you compare it to, like, now, like, the state of, of Lloyd and now, like, doesn't it make you feel good knowing, like, that it's still alive that there's like someone like Gavin making, you know, these wheels, making like consistent wheels and parts and everything like that. And also like detail junkies coming out with the photo edge stuff. It's it's almost like there was a period where you, it was so hard to get all this stuff. And now it's like there. Yeah. And um, these are like the guys that are doing it right now. But I'm pretty sure next year, next year, we're going to start seeing more people. That next thing you know, uh, we all gonna be doing it in in our own place. Yeah, that's You're... how it's gonna end up. After the three D printing, it's it's over. It's just gonna be buying files, and you're gonna mm -hmm. do it in your in your own home, and and uh, you don't you're not gonna need to order anything. You're just gonna do it in your own place. No, you're right. You know, I was um, talking with Casey. Yeah, um, not on the not recorded on the podcast, but just like through messages, uh -huh. and I was just throwing <laughs> some ideas out there, trying to make him imagine. And I was going, dude, imagine, like in the future, let's say like five, ten years, ten years from now, and I was like, what if there was like something where now every everybody that model builds is like still doing it, but on, on a whole another level, right? But by then. You know, every everybody also that started their business or building things or whatever, like their groups, like it's all like entities, like on on a, on a big scale. That it gets to the point that we have our own like awards show. And he was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, like like you know how people that are in the film industry or whatever, you know, they do like the Oscars or the music, the Grammys, and all this stuff." Mm -hmm. I'm like, what if there was one for model building, like model cars, mm -hmm. where, where we're all there. We we got people that got flown in from around the world. Everyone's wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> like, wow. Like all these things, right? You have a guest speaker. All like it's very all elegant. And then they're saying like, all right, so we got four nominations for, you know, for this one award. And the, the award for the best of, and then boom, you know? And then it just like, I don't know. It would be crazy. Basically you know? like the Hall of Fame for car models. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like so, something like that. Like where it's, um, you know, being cemented into the history, you know? Mm. Um, I don't know. I was just like telling them about that. Like, yo, imagine if, if there was something like that. Like then, and he, I was like, "Would you go?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, man, I, I would definitely fly, like go." But I would be like, "No, but you know what? I I would want it to be like on a big scale where like there's just the industry is so big that everyone who's there gets flown in there, you know. Mm -hmm. One year it's in the U.S., another year it's like in Europe, another year in like Asia, or you know." Australia, New Zealand, like different parts of the world. It would be kind of crazy. 
But uh, I don't know. We were. I guess I was like daydreaming, and I was just sharing it to him. <laughs> like, like imagine that. And he was like, "Man, that'd be kind of crazy to see that." Yes, I mean, the the model it 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 start. You know, we're looking at like it's spanning. It's getting larger and larger. But I'm almost thinking like all these people exist before, and they used to do it. It's just, it was just not on Instagram or they were not like sharing the stuff, but they were always there. Yeah. And now, now that, 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 the Instagram or Facebook is putting us all together. Like if it, like if we are in one town, but if we're not, we're global now. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the same. I mean, and it's good that you, do these interviews with people from all over the world because uh, we get to hear their story and it's almost like the same story that we have here is just in another country and it's uh, it's weird how like these are not like young people these are like older people that they've been doing it for a long time and they still have the same passion yeah you know uh on the last episode with David, uh-huh. when we were getting, you know, talking and, and getting the figuring out the times, you know, that we were going to do it. I remember during that time, I was thinking like, I asked him, I'm like, hey, um, like, I know you're in Spain, but do you speak a lot of English in Spain or is it just primarily uh-huh. Spanish, you know? And he's like, oh, it's, it's mostly Spanish, you know? But, yeah. you know, I, I went to school and everything, but I do know English. And I'm like, all right, all right, cool. And, um, and I don't know, I, I, I like for me, you know, I was just like, all right, cool. It's sad. Let's do it. And we did it. But then after I kept thinking, I, and I was like, oh man, I wonder if that was like the longest conversation he's had in English. Probably. You know? And mm-hmm. I remember at, at some point during the interview, I kind of wanted to like naturally just start talking to him in Spanish, but mm-hmm. then I don't know. I, I, I just didn't want to like confuse anything, you know? Um, like going back and forth, you know, Spanish and English, but it was kind of cool that, and I was even thinking, man, should we do another episode? <laughs> it's all just Spanish, <laughs> but, but I was like, nah, it's cool. I, I, you know, kudos to him, props to him for, for doing that. Cause you know, I was just like, um, I want, because you know, he, he's from his, his car club eternals. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I was thinking like, I'm pretty sure they all just speak Spanish, like, you know, kicking it. Because that's yeah. that's their first, like that's their native language. So and but I just wasn't sure, you know. <laughs> and but I, I think he did great though, you know. Oh, and, he did a great job. I mean, you not only sometimes you don't even pay attention to the uh, the accent or or but you get into. Uh, I got I got so into I I, I listened to it twice. But I got so into it, like if I was there already, like when he was describing the extra room that he has, all the equipment, how he travels the stuff, I was already visualizing everything over there, like how he was doing it. So we as listeners, we we get really deep into that, into the story, into the conversation that uh, you feel like you're there. If you don't feel like you're there in the conversation, then. That's not a good story, but we get there. And 
you know, that's when it makes me give him a phone call and introduce. And I introduced myself in Spanish and I spoke to him for almost two hours. Oh, that's dope. You know, yeah. There, there's like, um, I, I feel like you and him relate a lot, especially with the dioramas and stuff like that, because I know you go all out with them and he does too. Yes. And, and, um, you know, you talking how important it is about doing your homework and your research. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like, you know, he's, he's very, that's very important to him and passionate about that because when they did like the, for example, the Burger King. You know, um, I mean, we see the Burger Kings all the time around town, you know, and, yes. you know, it's it's just like, oh, it's a, a building or whatever. You know, it, it, we're just like we go there to eat or whatever. And I mean, I, I've never been to Spain, but I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's a Burger King out there. There's probably not. I don't really know, you know, but I just was tripping out how much detail is in that. Burger King diorama for, mm-hmm. for the cars that I would assume, or maybe if anybody saw that, you would not think that somebody in Spain made that, you know, they would think that, Oh, well, it must be someone that lives out here in the mm-hmm. States that made that Burger King, you know? And I just, you know, I, I like that them, you know, it's not a lot of members, but them as a unit, how they come together. And they yes. make all these things come to light, you know? And I mean, you know, like like all of us, we all have l- like our own lives and, th- and things that we have to do. But then when we get that one day or those hours of an opportunity to get together and work on something, and then, mm-hmm. you know, them bringing that to light is, is really cool. Yes, it's kind of like when I did that, Paradise um, um, in Japan, uh, Paradise Road, how in there, and they say, who is this guy from, you know, California building this replica of Paradise Road from Japan and bringing it all the way to Japan so we can see it? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and just by pictures, uh, my reference were pictures. That's it. So yeah. same thing with him. Like he's, David, he's building the new project is the IBAC. It's a, it's an import uh, where the people, there's a company that makes the springs. And those are in, in into the imports. And they always do a car show there. So he's planning to do the whole building and put all the imports in there. Yeah, you know, you know, he had when he had uh, mentioned to me about that. I told him I looked it up, right, mm-hmm. on my maps. I was like, "Where's this place at?" And then I was like, "Dude, I sh- I screenshot it and I showed it to him." And I'm like, "Yo, I live, I live like an hour away from that building," <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And he was tripping. He was like, "Dang, you live, you know, it's not that far from it." Yeah. And and I trip, I'm tripping out on that. Like he's doing that, and you know. If he was here, he'd probably be going over there all the time. He'd probably already know, you know, he'd probably already get a tour of the building. Yeah. But that's, it, it, it's it's awesome. And, you know, I still remember, uh, remember, remember when you were doing the Paris, Paradise Road and we'd go yeah. like on the Google Maps mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, look, we, we you could get more angles of the building 
from the Google, uh-huh. the live, like Google Maps. That was pretty dope. Yeah, just trying to make that replica. And uh, one of the things about the IBOC is when I took my American woman, my lowrider car, my other lowrider car for lifestyle, I took that car and I parked it right on the corner of the building. And they don't accept lowriders, but that year they did because they did the show for Armando Jr. And that's when they we took the motorcycle and they did the whole event for him. And that was like a special day. So that was the only day that American Woman was parked right there. If you Google Ibach Amer- American Woman or Lowrider, it's going to show up right there on the front of the building. Wow. So if, uh, you know, he wants to do that presentation mm. in Japan and Vision 124, we were talking about, man, it would be nice to fly to it. Yeah. Spend- and basically do it like take some imports and stuff and yeah i mean in if make it nice yeah i i feel like you know so like what you just said you know that that's like that connection there is crazy because that that touches home for you you know that's like a special thing yes. and, and it's it's interesting, you know, he, he doesn't, you know, he probably, you know, him thinking like, I want to do this building, you know, he's unaware of that. Uh-huh. And for you, you know, now talking to him, like there, there's a, there's a connection there, but I feel like if you saw that diorama in person, or if you flew to like Spain or met up with him in Japan, wherever, wherever this piece yeah. was, I, I, and you know, you have, you made a, a replica of American woman. Yes. You know, you would have to definitely bring that with you and like oh, take yeah. a photo and, that, and, and do that. And the replica of uh, the S2000 of Armando Jr. Because yeah. I already painted it. I've already got the wheels. Uh, the, uh, it's already painted. It's more like finish it. But that's the replica of his S2000. So that also would be really nice to yeah. have in there. Mm-hmm. And and then, uh, you know, he had the motorcycle there and he had this, uh, the, the picture of him full size on a cardboard, cut off cardboard. And we had it next to the motorcycle and the car. So that it was also something that we did that year. And it's online. It's when you Google um, AFK, A- AFJ Armando Flores Jr. in um, IBOC, it, it'll show there. Uh, that event when um, the car was there. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been out there uh, to to uh, that building or that area. It's in Corona. Yeah, and, it, and you know when he when he was explaining to me about it, I you know it made me want to look it up and everything like how far and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, I you know, there's so many different companies that are in the U.S. and everything, but it's. It's interesting when you start to see like, oh, wait, this is like not too far from where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, so. what, what's, what's nice is that the building is just a regular building with a corner that says IBOC. But what's nice is that there's parking space all around it. And it's when, when they do these events, there's vendors, there's imports and imports and imports. And there's like a, this nice interest on it. So it, it makes it really, really nice where you can walk around and all you see is nothing but imports. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, like you could just go for a walk, like around the whole building. Yeah. But you're seeing, yeah. like you said, all the cars and then all the vendor booths as well. Yes, the canopies, the, the all the imports, and these are like a JDM, like a really hardcore um, Hondas, Acuras, and all that stuff. So it's it's a it's a well put together car show. And also, like Chronicles is a, it's a Joey from Chronicles. He's one of the guys that it's he's one of the guys that has the magazine and uh, photographer, and uh, he um, documents that show pretty well mm-hmm. every year. Oh, okay, every, every time they they do that one, he he's gonna yeah. be there. Yeah, so that's kind of where what what we were talking about and that's kind of where that connection was too, because a lot of people think that I'm just doing uh, low riders, but I'm familiar with imports too. too no, yeah. You're, you're very, yeah. You're very knowledgeable, you know, yeah. you know, of, I, I feel like a lot of different genres and builds in, in cars. Cause you know, I, yeah, but it's a, you know, like you're most known for a lot of the low rider replicas, but I know, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of different cars that are out there and and that's the cool thing because this is all information that you share also you know people yes. have questions you know and you'll have the answer but the good thing too is like if you don't maybe don't have the answer for it you'll find it you know you'll 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 do whatever you can to help yes and when you own a, a real car and you put your hands on the real car then you learn a lot too on from from a real car. Yeah. And um talking about real cars. All right, you got to tell me. All right. So from the first time that I can remember going to your garage, with studio space and yeah. seeing you know, City of Angels all these years and um you know, and recently seeing a video of you driving it out Cause I mean, we, you know, we, I would always see it parked and we'd be working on our stuff and everything, but mm-hmm. just like when, when I see you driving the car, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's like, it was cool to see that. Cause it almost, it, it made me like, feel like you, like the, the way t- seeing you drive, like you, like it was like freedom. Yes. Like something like, I mean, you were going to an event and I want to get to that. I want you to like, tell us about this event that you went to, because this was a special Mm -hmm. event that you went to where you displayed your car. But, you know, you had already mentioned about having to get the car fixed up, like on those, those minor things you needed to fix for, for uh, Danny Hidalgo. Yes. Yes. But now fast forward to this event that was coming up you know, you were going to take the car out and present, you know, like, you know, have it out, like with everybody else that was there, but just, you know, it had been probably so long, right. That you had taken out the car, you know, yeah. yeah, And and how was that feeling? Like, was it, was it a feeling of like freedom of having to cruise that, the car? Yeah. it, It was like, okay. It's like a lady, she puts her makeup, right? And she's like, are you going to take me out or not, right? So for the filming, it was fixed to do the filming and go to L.A. and film over there, San Fernando Valley at the Mission, 
lot of places, you know, and, um, and, and then I just bring her back and she's just, and I call it she, the car, um, she's just basically in my garage and she's like, kind of like looking at me, like, are you going to take me out or what? So this event, it's, it happened at the, uh, uh, the Pink Motel. The Pink Motel is in Sand Valley. It's five miles from my house. But last year, uh, genocide throw a car show, and I was like, "Man, this this is a, a valley show. It's uh, genocide, and it's a real hardcore uh, car club here in the valley." And I'm like, "Man, if I fix my car next year, I want to bring it." And the opportunity came up because the car is just sitting here. So I registered on them and and I got a spot. And as soon as they knew that I was taking the car, they said, we're going to put you in a VIP right there by them and stuff. And um, so I was excited about taking the car. So I told Juan, like, hey, Juan, just record me driving through, you know, the airport just to... Uh, just to put it out there, you know, and um, we drove the car and the show started at one o'clock. So the sun was right up on top of the car. And when I was pulling in, the guy that actually invited me over, he was sitting on a chair right there and he just saw my car glowing like on fire on the San Fernando Road. And he got up and pulled the rope and said, come on in. Just park right there, <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> right he saw the away. Yeah, yeah, pull it in, City of Angels. So he felt good, and he and it was a lot of a lot of response from different people. Uh, it was uh, it was very relaxed show. Like just drop your car, clean it, keep it there, and people are enjoying it. It wasn't like another car show that you go into a hall and and people are passing by and they're not even talking to you, right? Because they're just looking at your car. Yeah. This one, it was more like, oh, is this your car? Um, will you sell it? I go, nope. And then <laughs> one guy, one one guy goes uh, two hundred thousand, and then I'm <laughs> like, anyway, okay, wait a minute, um, money talks, you know. But uh, it was. Uh, it was good. And when we left, it was already dark, dark time. Mm-hmm. It was already dark. So it also felt good driving it at night because uh, that car even glows at night because of the red. Every light street, mm-hmm. it hits that candy and it just turns on in red. Yeah, it's almost, it's uh, almost like uh, like when the light hits it, the yeah. the paint regenerates. And it yes. just like it glows. It glows. So we had a lot of thumbs up, a lot of people, you know, just following us, whatever. And um, and it was just, you know, five miles driving from my house to, to there. Mm. So um, the hydraulics are working, but I noticed what it needs next. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's telling me like, okay, you took me out, but, you know, you need to fix this. You need to fix that. So... Yeah. I still have, when you have a low rider, there's always fixing to do. It's a, the, never, at least, good thing it's not a, it's not a, a hopper, no? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a 
at least it's not a hop. Like, like me, you know, like those all high in the air and then bah, like it just keeps getting messed up every week just for hopping it. Now, I love, yeah. I love the way you have it set up. I think it's, it's very nice, you know, the way and the, I mean, man, it, it was, it was really cool to see that though, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I, I almost was thinking like, man, I wonder if, if this is taking him back in time, you know, like that, that feeling of just driving, cruising and just, you know, air, like turning of heads, you know, people are like, oh damn, looking at the car. Yeah, maybe if I take it to like a Van Nuys Boulevard on a on a busy day for lowriders, I think that will bring me really back memories. But just doing the car models also brings me back like well, you know, what happened back then when when um um Gypsy Rose was on the streets and people were looking at it on the freeway scraping, you know? Mm-hmm the 63 the 64 and or any other replica that you're doing it's just the same thing it's like you're creating something so sometimes i get more satisfaction by just doing the car model than on a real car because the cruising is not the same as before yeah times have changed like yeah it's almost it's almost like you have to be careful about the other cars driving around you that but before, uh, listen to music, driving your car, cruising for like maybe 20 laps. I mean, that will never happen now. Like, uh, it's too many cars, too many hoppers next to you. Like, oof, you're like so scared. Mm. Cops after you or, you know, or different types of cars now. Because now there's different styles of lowriders. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was only that traditional style. Yeah, yeah, they, there were no, it's evolved. There were no hoppers. There were no three wheel motion. There were no burning tire. There were no uh, turnaround like with a you know side to side. That that wasn't before. It was more like cruise, check out the girls, check out the cars, say hi, you know, show your car, and you go home. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like the. You know, like you look back at the car shows and, you know, everything was a setting of, you know, the the cars are on display, right? You're showing Mm -hmm. like these are daily drivers that are being presented at a car show. Mm -hmm. And and then as time goes on, you know, there starts there start to appear different categories, you know, and then radicals start to appear and then later you know, the hopper, the hopper thing starts to like get it more enhanced, but they do it like elsewhere, somewhere else, like outside, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's like the, the, the dancers, the mini trucks yeah. with, you know, the everything separating all the parts. And it's just like, like, it's all, it's a show, it's a presentation, but it's a lot of chaos on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then, but people want more. You know, and the and the guys who are building those those type of cars, they want to go more extreme, more crazier, more higher. They want to go super high, you know. Yeah. And then now that element of competition of of being extreme is now on the streets. Mm-hmm. And then for someone who was like, I have my daily driver. It's really classy, you know. 
It's really sexy. It's really nice. I want to just cruise it. And like you said, do laps. Now <laughs> you have to be careful with, you know, a car who's hopping all high, who who might lose control. And the next, you know, he's like, he could be landing on your car. Yes. And back then there were no cell phones. So you don't know who was coming in. Now you already know on Instagram, oh, that guy's heading to Venice. You already know, you expect that car there. But back in the days, you're driving, you're cruising, and every car that passes by is a surprise for you. And that emotion of surprise and not knowing, it's what also gets you like in a different mood. And then you're playing the song, the music, the, the specific song that you want to play the specific stereo that you want to have in your car it, it's amazing no yeah <laughs> have you ever thought about or maybe i don't know if you ever saw it like what if somebody did it somebody ever have like a dope car badass car but they're playing like terrible music uh-huh well <laughs> i'll tell you what there's um, uh, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just going to talk shit about low riders right now. But anyways, <laughs> when you have, let's say I'm, I'm cruising my 65 and I'm having a Paisa music, mm-hmm. okay? If I'm cruising and I'm going boom, 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 you know, that that doesn't go with me. Yeah. That is, it doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or let's say you're cruising and you're playing the song shine bright like a diamonds whatever i mean <laughs> it's like what the hell oh, what if i'm driving a lighter and i'm playing like experimental noise <laughs> like like just something super crazy that fools are like well what is this fool what is this yeah. fool on or doing or if you're driving a race car like a, a dragster and you're playing some oldies i'm your puppet it's like doesn't go <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah I don't, yeah no yeah i don't know i just like to <laughs> like i i know sometimes you know you see a car and you're like man and yeah you know they like you said they play the music that fits that goes with it but i always wondered i wonder if there was always somebody playing the wrong the, the wrong beat <laughs> the wrong thing yeah and this is i mean i go back to the 70s where you know probably rap was late 70s started but there was no rap there was no like all this music that is happening so it was more like the old school music that we listen now so it kind of blend with the lowriders back then even disco blend with the lowriders because the sound was a little different on the stereos back then now you got big speakers you got better system and stuff like that but uh the music it's what uh you know listen to uh you know even the doors you know how it's it's kind of crazy but Mm -hmm. even that music will fit nice on some of the crazy lowriders especially if it was a radical lowrider yeah no yeah it 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 fits it yeah it just you know all that it's like education like it goes it goes with like the presentation you know it it starts to boil down back to that the way you you present things you know and it's the same with like how you present yourself like how you dress or you know how you're gonna go out to an event or to a function you know Mm -hmm. so it's 
yeah it's, it's it's really interesting like fascinating the the whole thing the the level like now with model building um i almost feel like a lot of model builders have gotten um like i don't how can i say this i don't feel like they're like in the early stages anymore of like learning and i feel like you know like i feel like back then like let's just say lloyd or like patterns right mm -hmm. creating patterns and layering and all this stuff of different colors different effects it was quite of a mystery i felt like back then and mm -hmm. even when you were teaching me I still feel like for some, for a lot of people, that was still like a mystery. They didn't know how to do it. They wanted to get into it, but they weren't sure. They were hesitant to buy an airbrush. They were scared uh -huh. to airbrush. And I feel like now a lot of those people ha are doing it and killing it. And there's like just other people just, they just keep going. And, and they're already, you know, they're, they're dialing it in. Where it's looking yeah. really nice. You know who impressed me at the show in in the, the so-called NNL? Mm -hmm. uh, the guy from uh, So Many Ways. Oh, yeah, George. George. His paint jobs, oh, my God. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is, this is very detailed, very nice. And, uh, you know, I was impressed. Uh, Gavin with his paint jobs, super clean. Yeah, him too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the yeah, like they're not even scared no more. They just like yeah, throwing these paint jobs. Because you know, I still remember like when I first met George, you know, and I I remember meeting him. It had to be like around the time when like Lowballers had their first park meet, and mm -hmm. remember there was like a they had a little like hop off kind of thing going on on yeah. the table yeah and i remember recording footage of him and i mean that was like meeting him and meeting you know the the rest of the guys i don't think there was that many members at the time um but they were all there and but his thing was like they, they were all just like they were like the guys who came over and they were just killing it with the hoppers like just doing hoppers yeah, yeah. right so the the paint jobs weren't really that elaborate you know, it was just like a color, like a single color, you know, maybe mm -hmm. uh, like a little design here, but not really. It was just a single color, but the main thing was the car hopping. And I remember he was always the one who his cars would not stop hopping. Like mm -hmm. he just had a consistent like boom, boom, boom. And I was going like, man, this guy is like really good. Like he's, you know, he he's really on it. And no matter what car he would connect and pull, it, it would just keep hopping. And then other people that were, like, hopping against him would hop theirs. And then something would break, you know? <laughs> and nothing would happen. But then as the years went on, I started to notice that, like, he started to uh, master more of his hopping. And then he moved on to learn, like, painting. And he started going towards painting, painting, and then he started busting out with cars with patterns, now cars with candies. Like, it started to change now. They Now it started to be more elaborate. And and then later, he started to get into, like, detail, like the interior of the cars, like the engine, and all these other, like, special areas. Yep. So then I was going, like, man, this guy is, like, really 
like taking it all in. Like he's becoming very obsessed with it in mm-hmm. a good in a good way, you know? Yep. And um now, you know, to the point where he displays his car and it's a hopper where he displays it really high or or he gives it like its stance. Mm-hmm. And then it has a nice paint job, you know, like the interior, there's like some detail in there. Like every little thing has a focus. Yep. And, um, and you know, like, you know, a person like him is kind of like what I was kind of, you know, talking about, like people like him who are now, they're, they're, they're like on another level now. Like they're, they're, they're building. I feel like a lot, there's a lot of people like that now that are, yes. are, are building on a higher level or they're mm-hmm. very close to getting to that higher level also of building. And for new people who are jumping into it, they're learning faster too now. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're catching up. How, how do you like, how do you, how do you feel? And like, what's your opinion on all that? Um, I mean, when I see it, it's like, um, when I see that it's getting like at that level, when I saw like George in there, um, or other guys that are getting really crazy on the paint job, that's when I see that, um, uh, the hobby, it, 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 people are paying attention. People are really looking at that. And and uh, those are the people that are uh, showing that it can be done, you know. And and it's nice to see new generations doing this stuff because that's the purpose of keep doing this and showcase it because um, if it motivates other people, I remember when I was doing it, just a regular spray can paint jobs. And then when I jump into airbrush, I remember starting from the bottom and and uh, and get better and better. So I'm pretty sure all these people that are doing it like that, is, they feel the same way. So I like to see that because um, you see that the, industry is getting bigger and bigger it is yeah and then with the with the all these new enhancements with like 3d printing you know we always go back to the 3d printing but yeah you know that's that's like a technology that's enhancing model building you know things you need and i mean think about this 3d printing and then you have you know someone like david doing photo etch which is another thing. And then, you know, and then you have your skills with machining, creating your, your parts, like with your lathe. And yeah. I mean, all the, there's just so much, so much stuff that there's access to now for, for your build to help you take it to that, to that next level. So for those that don't know how to do a lathe or anything like that, I'm sure if, you know, if people saw more of you, doing that and then later somebody else gets one and then they learn it and then somebody else and somebody else more and more people are going to want one of those you know but but then it always boils down to the to the skill and to you know having that like vision right the engineering background in your head Mm -hmm. like knowing what is it that that you're going to be creating yeah have you have you bought your 3d printer yet Nope. I'm waiting until I retire. Okay. So 
I mean, we're, I mean, time has passed and I mean, now, you know, how, like, would you say it's like, how many more years do you have left to, to you feel like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to retire. October, October 10 next year. Oh crap. Next year. Yep. Dude, that's going to come so fast. Yep. Like so not quick. One day, not one day more, not one day less. Have you, at what time? <laughs> Okay. At 4.30. 4.30. Is there a way to put an alarm on that date? So this I'm going to put a countdown on my on my Instagram. Of, uh, I, I... You know what you should do that day when you're at work and it's the last day? <laughs> Just like maybe like getting like that whole month getting to that date, print out like a bunch of papers. Just print out a bunch of papers, have them in a box. And then when the day comes, just throw it all. Once it hits that time, just throw it all in the air. Like make a huge mess and be like, all right. It's almost like the kids when they graduate from school. It's the last day of school. They just throw everything, everything they learned that year. Ah, todos los papeles in the air. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, it's gone. Here. Um, that's <laughs> it, guys. Out of here and do a video too. And then once it's all, the video stops recording. Oh, I'm sorry. I clean everything up. I'm very sorry. All right, later. Dang, that's dope. So a year. All right. So, um, the planning. All right. Have you have you thought about like what's gonna be the first thing you're gonna do that day? Oh, uh, first week, first month. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I don't want to put you on the spot right now. Maybe that's the first. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get up in the morning and get a cup of coffee and sit down on my dining table mm -hmm. and just stare at the window and say, okay, this is it. Yeah. I don't have to go to work any, no more. Nice. Or and go enjoy, enjoy life from there on. No, yeah. Or, or go outside and just yell really loud in the yard. Mm -hmm. Ah, no, nah. that's, <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's dope. Yeah, because, um, I mean, watch, time's going to go fast. But you know what? I'm I'm not, like, worried, like, worried, like, to the point where I'm like, oh, you don't have, dude, you have so many projects and things to do. You're going to have the time to be able to do all that stuff. And even then, I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me, like, man, I still need more time. Uh-huh. Because, yep. yeah, you're, you know, you're going to be busy. But there, I know you'll, you're going to find a schedule that works with you, mm -hmm. you know, where you can make these things happen and, um, and you have the proper time to dedicate to model building, dedicate to family, and then dedicate to yourself where you rest. Health. Health. Exactly. Yeah. Rest health. Or, or exercise, something, something, right? But it's exercise and health. that point, it's about you. And then you uh, rest, go to sleep, do it all over again next day, you know, and mm -hmm. you and you keep like this momentum going and going. Um, all, all those things right there is what's going to help get rid of like any any type of stress. Uh, you're going to your body's going to feel energized. You're going to feel good. You know, your mono building is, you know, you're going to be like, man, I should have retired even earlier. Yeah. You know, I should have said I quit on this date or something, uh -huh. but nah, it's going to be cool. Like once, like, 
that time comes. One of the beauty about us that we are car model builders, when we retire, this is the best hobby you want to have when you when you retire, when you get old. If um, you can do this for the rest of your life, that's, you know, it's very relaxing. So and, and it, it can get very expensive, but it doesn't have to be expensive. It, it gets expensive when you're trying to compete and trying to, you know, do presentations. But if you want to just enjoy the hobby and build all your models that you haven't touched for many years, then you have enough time for that. No, you do. Um, and do you think or do you plan after you retire to come out with your own line of products? Yes. Like ma masterpieces products, uh, yes. but, but it's like designed and approved by Armando Flores? Yes. That's the idea. I want to support the uh, car model industry. Yeah. Dang, that's going to be that's, awesome. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, it, it has to be something that it's very unique. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, do, doing that's going to be awesome because that's, that's going to be like another creative outlet where you know, there's going to be things that are going to come to mind, things you've probably had, you know, in your mind thinking about for so long that has not been done, that's, that mm -hmm. is needed. Yeah. And you'll be able to come out with that and create it. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm not doing any of that right now. I want to do it when I retire because I don't want to kill the hobby, my pleasure right now i'm mm -hmm. still doing projects i'm probably still going to be doing a lot of projects later but once i'm not forced to work eight hours a day five days a week mm -hmm. then i can i can use it utilize that time for you know for a business yeah no yeah yeah because you, you know you're gonna need your 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 time of dedication for building, but then also some time to dedicate towards the technology, you know, of what you want to yeah. do with designing and all that. Yes. Dang, that's going to be, that's going to be exciting. So now, uh, before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to bring up what's next on the bench. What, have you thought about what, what model car or model cars will you be bringing out this year before this year ends? Because we're already End of May is coming, and we got what six more months till the year twenty twenty two ends. Uh, yeah, can you tell us or mention some cars of what you have, you know, planned for this year? There's the uh, one eighteen scale Gypsy Rose. That's the one that Jerry's gave me a body, and I already did that. You know. Is that the, the that big one that you had on display? It, it's uh, a yeah. uh, is it resin, right? Casting or no, it's re it's resin, but it's a it's a body. It's not like those uh, red cats. No, it's a one eighteen scale, like the first generation that Jerry's did with hydraulics. Mm -hmm. But this one's going to be uh, uh, program the hydraulics, and uh, 
a guy that is helping me on that. It's um, uh, it goes by the name Aztec Designs, and um, Ramon, and he's he's basically he works uh, on robotics, and he's basically designing the whole the whole suspension on the car to give it the most realistic uh, old school uh, setup for hydraulics. So my focus is going to be to get that car painted, maybe not finished because it's going to be a lot of work, but at least mm. the paint job. And then I got some, I got Mercados Revy. It's already body work. It's already the base done. So that one I can um, get it done quick. I also have another baby that is called Medida Loca. It's also a black one with blue roses. So, and then another baby that I'm doing the replica of is the one is called Nube Blanca. It's the, from Genocide, is the white one with the teals and gold flake. It was at the Genocide show. And that one has keystones, gold, gold face and chrome rim so that one it's got all tropical glitz paint so that one i want to do this year also so you're looking at three rivies and that gypsy rose 118 scale man that's gonna be sick yeah you know the um the one you had mentioned earlier the um the second rivy the yeah. tp customs yeah tp yeah. customs uh, you had mentioned that he painted that car on the yes. on the video with Joe Ray, um, man, that's cool. Is that his? Uh, is that his wife's car? TP Customs. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I think I've seen it in photos. Um, yeah, it's a nice Riviera. Yes. So I'm doing all these Rivies, sixty-five Rivies, or sixty-four Rivie. That mm -hmm. one is a sixty-four. But also, I got the wheels from uh, Daniel's. It's from a. Uh, um, Indonesia or somewhere over there. The one that has the 59 hubcap in black and has the little flags in there. I, I got the wheels from him and those are perfect for that car. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's like out in Europe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I've seen, um, I've seen his wheels. I mean, he's been doing wheels for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. And, and his wheels are very nice too. Yeah. Now, did it did it take long to get to you from uh from Europe? Nope. It's pretty nope. pretty fast. It was pretty fast. Um he had him in stock, so it was it was a quick process. Yeah, it ended up working out right. Because sometimes he deals with a chrome plater from um the one that Jerry's used to use. Mm -hmm. And um so um I don't know if he's getting the chrome fast enough or he switched Cromer. I don't know, but those wheels are perfect. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna look really good with that. Yes, I already mark them up, and all I need is the lacing on that car and some few more patterns, and then I can shoot the clear, and it's the paint job is sealed. Mm -hmm. So I don't have much left to do on that paint job. On Mercados, I already got the base. I already got the main thing, which is the bodywork, and. Um, um, it's just a matter of uh, getting the paint job. That yeah. Thing, that, that candy. So that'll be his his replica push. of his car. Yeah. Right there. Of that car. Damn. So 
those rabies are the ones that are calling me out right now for this year. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remember calling you out. Man, then you go, uh, Juan could play his, like the cruising. Yeah. With the other ones, you know, the one he did. Yeah, that one came out beautiful. It did. He, yeah. No, yeah. When I saw it at the SoCal Open, I was like, man, this thing, this thing's bad. I was like mm-hmm. t- taking a bunch of photos of it. And that was my pick right there for a, um, for the SoCal Open. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a really good event. I mean, there was a lot of cars that I was like, the moment, like I had a time to walk around and like check out mm-hmm. some of the cars. And yeah. it, it was cool to see, you know, all those different cars there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was better than last year's. Yeah, I, I think because of the because of the date too it was like on a like in october mm-hmm. so not it, you know the response wasn't as big as this one being in in uh, the beginning of may like for the summer yeah and there were more vendors right yeah there was there was a whole lot more compared to last time like more mm-hmm. more people came through some people I had never seen before uh, but yeah, there was a there was a lot. Even this one, I decided to get two tables instead of just one. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was I was like stressing out <laughs> what to take. I was like, dang, I don't, I don't like I had an idea, but then I just had to be very choosy of what to bring. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was cool, and then it was nice to see Gavin too there. You know, yeah, I'll set, was, I'll set up. I, and we're probably going to see him again at the NNL up north in Santa Clara, June 11th. Yeah. Are you going to be going there for that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. David DeVaca is coming by with mm-hmm. uh, Travis Malone and and then Juan and myself. I think we're all going to go together. Yeah. So that's already what, sure next, next month, huh? Yeah. June 11th. Damn. Oof. It's like weeks, like two, three weeks from now. Yes. Crazy. So, yeah, now I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna sit this one out. I think if anything, I I probably would have plans to go when once they go back to like if next let's say next year if they go back to like January schedule, uh-huh. I I'd be most likely you know down to do that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, I'm just I'm not set up right now to you know for to take the time off. To, mm-hmm. to head out like on a Friday, you know, get set up and then be there early. Because I would want to definitely vend, you know, for that this event to bring more like brand awareness mm-hmm. to, to the uh, to the site and, and everything, you know, and the brand. But um, I think like I would wait till January, you know, for, for something like that. If, if they go back to that, I'm pretty sure they will. It's yeah. just because, you know, the postponements. Is what kind of yeah. just messed everything up for them, and um, but I mean, you know, for sure, like people who you know the locals or or even you know like you guys that are gonna go, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I hope there is a, a like a pizza party before. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Alex is gonna want to organize something. You know, because because yes. it, it, it's been so long that he's definitely gonna want to that that. I think that's a must for sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. <laughs> I'm not going too much for the NNL. I'm going more for that for the pizza. Yeah, just everyone they show up for the pizza. Um, those are fun. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna uh, go out to Texas for the show that they did. 
No, because I was on a jury duty call, and uh, then yeah, then I called, and they say call Monday, uh, and then I call Monday, and they say call today Tuesday, mm-hmm. and now I have to go tomorrow mm. at uh, downtown LA. They got you scheduled, yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. So I have to go tomorrow. Yeah, that's crazy. Or else you'd probably, you know, if that wasn't in the way, you'd most likely be out there for that show. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, NNL coming up. Um, other than that, I mean, I think there's other shows. I'm just, I haven't seen very much any promotion for any other show for the rest of this year. I know there's a one at the NHRA in November. I've already seen yeah. flyers for that. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll bring more info on that on another episode. Because I don't have the flyer right in front of me right now. But, you know, for another episode, I'll, I'll throw out the info. But I know it's in November. Other than that, I mean, all I, from what I see promoted is just the NNL West and that one. You know, yeah. I, I really don't know. I always feel like it's it's like in the beginning of the year, huh? When everything is uh, happening. happening and then it reaches summer and then it's kind of like, all right, it kind of just chills, which is fine. It gives time for people to work on their models. Uh-huh. So yep. that, that's cool. And, um... Any plans in the future for Moon Eyes again or Japan? Um, not, no, not for a while. Yeah. Um, um, I see Japan uh, minimum two, three years before I go to Japan again. To go back. Yeah. Yeah, go back. I'd rather go to Europe like Spain or, or um, Netherlands or uh before I go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, visit, visit, visit other areas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's been consistent. Like the other times you've gone, you know, like back to back going to, to Japan. Yeah. I went to Hawaii with my daughter and I never been in Hawaii before. And that was also fun. And this that was this year. So this year, I thought I wasn't going to do anything. But it looks like this year is, like we're not even six months we're not even half a year and already done so many things yeah that's cool yeah i mean that's that's what it's about you know L- living life and um you know once the opportunities arise and they're there you gotta you gotta take them you gotta do it yeah exactly you know because if not later we're like man i should have gone i'll regretting mm-hmm. i'll regretting it but now that yeah. that's that's really cool well, we well we look forward to seeing you know your your future projects, future works, and also um, you know the the show that will be going down, you know in June with with Tribal. Looking forward to yeah. that as well. You know now you know that I'm closer. You know it's not too far. You know I'm gonna definitely uh, do my best to make it out there uh, June 25th. You know show some support. You know, and hopefully everybody who's listening can come out as well. If you're in the Southern California, or even if you're Northern, come out. I'm pretty sure Dead End Magazine will be out there too. Uh huh. Dang, that's gonna be fun. Well, any uh, shout outs, Armando, or um, any any words of encouragement for the listeners that you want to give out before we wrap this one up? Man, all I want to say is thank you to all the people that. Um, help me out on this build off that, you know, um, 
there were so many when 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 you have a good reputation and when you ask a question or help or you're looking for a part or you're looking for these uh, people respond very friendly and without questions asked you know like sure i mean if they can help you they help you so i want to say thank you to all the people that have um helping me in different ways uh, there's so many i i cannot start mentioning all these people but they know who they are and uh and i'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way i feel when people ask for help and they get the help that they want so um that's what this hobby is all about if you're going to help each other it's going to make this hobby a lot stronger nice that's pretty cool now i agree with what you said right there that's awesome everybody who's tuning in this was episode number 166 if you guys want to check out armando flores instagram page you can follow him at Armando Flores 1032. And I will also be tagging him uh, when the episode is up live. I'll do the post. This way you can also, you know, check out his stuff. If you have not been following him yet, um, if you're new to the podcast, you know, we do weekly podcast episodes. But uh, this was a fun one, Armando. Um, a pleasure, a pleasure having you. You know, we'll definitely have to... Uh, have you back in the future to see what you've been up to. Cause I mean, you're always, you, you got something in the works all the time. And I know you're keeping us up to date with your Instagram and in the stories as well, but it's, it's nice to hear it from you, you know, and, um, and thanks for, for taking the time for blessing us, you know, with, with everything, you know, everything that you're doing, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Edgar. No, you're welcome. Well, you have a good rest of your night, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Peace. All right, Armando. Later.